Hi everyone, good morning, welcome to Get Set Sunday. I hope you're keeping well uh, and managing to cope as we continue in our lockdown. It is really strange times and speaking to people this week is uh, clear we're all trying to adjust and work out how to do things. So I hope you're managing that and I hope you are asking for help if you need it. We want to make sure we are supporting one another through this time. I want to speak to you today from the last part of our culture trait series that we've been working through revisiting our culture traits of courage, honour, integrity, generosity, acceptance and today we get to forgiveness. Ephesians 4 verse 31 and 32 our Bible reading says this, get rid of all bitterness, rage and anger, brawling and slander along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other just as in Christ God forgave you. On Wednesday evening as a family we sat down and we watched the staged concert version of Les Mis and it was uh, brilliant to watch a brilliant performance with uh, Alfie Bow and Michael Ball and Matt Lucas uh, some of the celebrities that were in it but it was a great performance and such a great story of grace and mercy and forgiveness. There's so much I could say on this topic, it's so important and yet can be very difficult. So I'm only gonna really be able to touch briefly on this today and I would encourage you to go back on our website and look at some of the previous talks we've done on forgiveness. Or indeed, if you wanna uh, go deeper, R.T. Kendall's book, Total Forgiveness, is a brilliant read on this topic. Or if you wanna watch something, why not watch Les Mis, either the film or the stage concert version? Forgiveness is the gift of life. We have received and we can then pass it on. As I said last week, Matthew 10, 8 says, freely you have received, freely give. We are forgiven and we should then be forgiving. So I wanna look at those two things right now very quickly. First of all, we are forgiven. You know, we all sin, we all do wrong things. I only need to think of uh, the last few days and know that I have done things wrong. And I'm sure you would, if you're being honest, would, would know the same things you've thought or, or done that were shouldn't have done or things you should have done that you didn't get around to doing. We all are in need of forgiveness. The great news is this. 1 John 2 verse 12 says, I'm writing to you, little children, because your sins are forgiven for his name's sake. Because of Jesus, we are forgiven. Ephesians 1, 7 and 8 puts it like this. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses, according to the riches of his grace, which he lavished upon us in all wisdom and insight. It really is grace. God's riches at Christ's expense. We're forgiven because of Jesus. What is the truth about our sins according to the Bible? Psalm 103, 11 and 12 says, For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his steadfast love towards those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far does he remove our transgressions from us. What does God do with our sins? Well, according to that, those two verses, it says, he takes them as far as the east is from the west. They are completely removed from us. Acts 10, 43 says, To him all the prophets bear witness that everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sins through his name. 
Who receives forgiveness of sins? Everyone who believes in his name. That is you and me. Colossians 2, 13 and 14 says, You who were dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made alive together with him, having forgiven us all our trespasses by cancelling the record of debt that stood against us with its legal demands. This he set aside, nailing it to the cross. How many trespasses are forgiven? All of them. Hebrews 8:12 says, For I will be merciful towards their iniquities, and I will remember their sins no more. So does God remember our sins? No, he keeps no record of sins, as it says in 1 Corinthians 13, 5. 1 John 1, 7 to 9 says, But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. How much sin and unrighteousness does God cleanse us from? All. We become whiter than snow, as it says in Psalm 51, verse 7. Just the other day I was reading in Bible in one year, and it says this about forgiveness. As you come to Jesus, he takes away your sins. Claim, trust, believe in the forgiveness bought for you. Actively reject feelings of guilt, shame or unworthiness. It is a proactive, practical daily choice to take possession of the forgiveness that Jesus has made possible for you. We are forgiven. We need to accept what God declares over us, the label that he has given us. And secondly, because we're forgiven, God calls us to be forgiving. The Bible is very clear that we are to forgive. As the Bible passage we started with says, Ephesians 4, 31 and 32, get rid of all bitterness, rage and anger, brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. C.S. Lewis put it like this. He said, to be a Christian means to forgive the inexcusable because God has forgiven the inexcusable in you. The thing is, if we don't forgive, we live in unforgiveness and unforgiveness is like a poison. And that poison ripples out. It affects ourselves, clearly. If we are refusing to forgive people, it leads to bitterness and bondage and anger. It zaps us of strength and can even lead to physical suffering. But it ripples out to the person who did wrong to us, the offender, if you like, and, and leads to broken relationship with them. But it goes further to others around us and at the very least can lead to awkwardness. It creates division and barriers. By contrast, forgiveness is life-giving and that too can ripple out. Starting with ourselves, forgiveness releases us. It brings freedom and a lightness. For the person who's done us wrong, it leads to potential for restored relationship, though that's not always possible. It can lead to ripple out to others, helping create a safe environment, accepting, uh, shapes the culture and the atmosphere, says it's okay to make mistakes. And actually forgiveness, when we forgive others, it ripples out and brings glory to God. It's worth noting that forgiveness is a choice. Artie Kendall puts it like this. Love is a conscious choice to forgive. 
even if you don't feel like it. Don't wait until you feel like it, or you probably never will forgive. Do it because it is right, not because you feel like letting them off the hook. We therefore choose to forgive. We have the power to choose whether to forgive someone or not. Forgiveness is not saying it didn't happen or matter. It's not denying it or brushing it under the carpet, but rather acknowledging it and handing it over to God. And it may not lead to reconciliation. And there may still need to be consequences. For example, crimes face legal punishments. Forgiveness is ongoing. There's a daily decision to forgive. Jesus was famously asked by his disciples, how many times should we forgive? Seven times? And he said, no, 70 times seven. Martin Luther King Jr. said, forgiveness is not an occasional act. It is a constant attitude. And finally, forgiveness is not easy. It might have been a particularly traumatic or prolonged wrong against you. It's particularly difficult when it's family or friends. Or maybe the person who's done you wrong isn't repentant or is simply oblivious to the fact they've hurt you. But when we think of people throughout history, uh, people who faced atrocious difficulties uh, and, and horrors done against them, and the way they've been able to forgive others, we can be challenged and encouraged. You think of Corrie ten Boom, who harboured and, and looked after so many people during the Second World War and then was arrested and put in prison and was treated horrifically. And then after her release from prison, uh, she was able to help the victims of war find healing. Let me just read you an extract from an email I received the other week about what forgiveness looks like about Corrie ten Boom. And it said this, after her release from prison, Corrie helped victims of the war find healing in the love and forgiveness of Jesus. She traveled to 64 countries sharing how God taught her to forgive and have mercy toward those who mistreated and abused her family in prison. It was during a church meeting in Munich where Corrie was sharing her story that a familiar man introduced himself as one of her prison guards. He had since become a Christian and felt repentant for the awful things he had done. He asked her for forgiveness, and though and through tears and reflection on God's forgiveness for her sins, Corrie forgave the man that day. And then it goes on to say, if Corrie ten Boom forget, could forgive the people who had maltreated her family during her time in prison, It makes our own reluctance to forgive others seem trivial in comparison. So as uh, I conclude, I just want to say that God has forgiven us much. Indeed, he's forgiven all our sins. We are forgiven. We too are to be forgiven. One final quote from Bible in one year. Jesus said, forgive and you will be forgiven. Forgive people even if they are not sorry. Forgiveness saves the expense of anger, the cost of hatred and the waste of energy. The forgiveness that God gives you should be a virtuous circle that overflows into your relationships with others. Lord, thank you that you have forgiven me. Help me to forgive others regardless of whether they are sorry or not. Let's be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. God bless you. May you be greatly blessed this week. 
and may you be a blessing to others.